Uh, you're listening to an old episode of MGM. Sorry, guys. If you want to watch new stuff, go to patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays to support us, and we will, uh, uh, it'll fund our drinking problems to create more Metal Gear Mondays. And the cycle continues. This week on Metal Gear Mondays, Alessio explains Metal Gear to somebody who's never played any of the games. Ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls, my name is Alessio Summerfield, and you're listening to Metal Gear Mondays, the podcast where we tackle the Metal Gear Solid franchise from start to finish, top to bottom, left to right, inside and out, in chronological order, sometimes. As always, I'm your host, Alessio Summerfield, and this week I am joined by... James Ragmuth, long-time listener, first-time guest. So guys, I know last week we mentioned that there wouldn't be an episode this week, so that we could take a break for uh, everybody to finish playing Metal Gear 1. However, uh... I uh, talked old James into uh, sitting down with me and recording just something bonus to give you guys for this week. That way we're not missing an entire week of show. So uh, enjoy this gift from us to you. What's up, James? How are you doing? Pretty good, man. It's uh, Can I just say, it's an honor to be here. You're always here because we're in the studio that we both work in. <laughs> Um, for those of you at home who do not know, so James and myself uh, both co-own and co-manage a production company in St. Louis called Forever an Astronaut, and James is on the Geek Time podcast with Sam every week on Friday. Uh, for the most part, he was not on the most recent episode as of this recording. Um, and yeah, James is just kind of a general game-loving dude. I do love games a lot. However, he does not love the Metal Gear Solid games, nor does he hate them because he has no experience with them. James, have you ever played a Metal Gear Solid game? Um, I played, Xbox put out free Ground Zeroes and I played like an hour of it and got angry and stopped. Why did you get angry? Well, you know, it was hard (laughs) and I didn't have patience for it. I, I think it ended up being like, I just couldn't figure out what the fuck I was doing. Like, I was so directionless and, like, lost. I was just like, all right, I'm out. Bye. Yeah, I think, uh, to some extent, Sam has actually been that way on all of the other games in the series. Um, Until 3, which forced him to be patient and get over his, uh, I guess, um, desire to kind of rush through everything. Yeah, well, it's it's weird too because like the way the way that I play most games is I try to go like very methodically and like stealthily, I would say. Um but then I inevitably fuck it up and everybody notices me and I have to scream barrel past everything. That's awesome. Yeah, I uh it's interesting cuz uh some of the previous metal gears you could kind of just like when you're seen die. I guess you could do that in five as well, but I feel like five is a little bit more uh, nerve wracking because yeah. of the open world nature. Um, prior to playing um, Ground Zeroes, had you played or seen any of the other games in the series? Um, I think I watched a cutscene in one once where, like, you left the game on for like thirty hours and you the last boss just died or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, um. James, the main reason why I wanted to do this is because I thought it would be fun to field some questions from somebody who knows nothing about the series. Um, it's so brave of you. Yeah, let's turn it into a Q&A, man. Uh, yeah. Go for it. With the, what do you got? So what? why is that military-looking woman not allowed to wear clothes? 
Which one? Any of them? I, I, I guess. I was thinking of the one that's like in, in the fifth one. Clover, is that her name? Quiet. Quiet? Yeah. Clover. Um, so, spoiler <laughs> alert for uh, anybody who has not played five, you should probably stop listening for the next few minutes. Um, so, Quiet, much like the fella that you were talking about who you, if you change your game clock or whatever, he dies. Yeah. Um, so, they're somewhat related. Okay. Not biologically, but kind of right. like same stuff. Um, their skin photosynthesizes. Um, that yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So they can't wear clothes. Or yeah. So let's let's talk about it for a second. Yeah. So let's. So the end. The old man in question. Yeah. In Metal Gear Solid Three. Wait, his name is the end. Yeah, his name is the end. That's his parents are assholes. <laughs> well, that's his code name. Mm, um, allegedly. So he uh, he is dressed from top to bottom. Right. He's wearing clothes. Totally is. Uh, however, the games. Narrative claims that Quiet can't wear clothes yeah, or else she'll suffocate. Yeah. Feels a little... Convenient. Yeah. Yeah. When it's particularly weird because Kojima is catching a lot of flack for presentation of women in games. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. It'll be worth it in the end when you know the story behind it. Right. But it's not. It's stupid as fuck. So I don't really understand. Because in, in trying to explain it to you, I just realized that the yeah. end is literally dressed from head to toe like a normal right. human being. Right. He's like in army fatigues. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why Why can't she be? Right. Hmm. Why can't she be? Well, so in the beginning of the game, she does start out in army fatigues. Mm-hmm. And then later when you meet her again, she's dressed the way that you see her in all the promotional art. Right. What's particularly weird, too, is that as you play through Mora 5, you unlock outfits for her. Okay. Um, and one of them can, again, be like actual battle fatigues. So I don't really understand why the swimsuit outfit wasn't the unlock as opposed so, to the regular outfit. So it seems like they, they, they designed the character and then they were like, well, we need a way to explain why. So, okay, but so like why had it already been established that the end dude was a photosynthesis dude? Yeah, it's uh, in Metal Gear Solid 3, like that's his whole shtick is that like he's old as fuck and is an, an amazing sniper. Because he can effectively talk and communicate to nature and kind of receives his his life force from the sun. What the fuck? Who's writing this? What does that mean? So, and I will say this too. Um, how the fuck does Metal Gear come off to somebody who's not in the know? Because it's one of those weird things where it's like, it's presented as like a hyper-realistic military stealth experience. Yeah. But I'm sure you've been catching wind of all the like, weird shit tied into it right well and that's what's like always been intriguing about it to me is because like looking at it from the outside i've always been like okay it's like military like shooter stealth game like great but then like i hear y'all talk about it and like some weird shit seems to be consistently happening like you got photosynthesis dudes you got like fucking there's so many snakes there's like a solid snake is there a liquid snake is there a gas snake like what's no there's a solid liquid and solidus snake those Why did the they just go with gas? Like, I don't know. Well, and those are code names too. Well, well, sure, but gas snake could be like a fat snake that like has a desk job instead of like field duty. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, it seems like other... there's there's like a lot of like supernatural stuff to it. Maybe. Yeah, shit gets weird. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. It's, it's all like. And I might be wrong, I don't know. It's like man-made, supernatural-esque stuff. It's not like fucking 
like magic and shit. So early on in the series, there is no explanation for some of the crazy kind of supernatural things that happen. Okay. Which I kind of prefer the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of, and we'll, we're actually getting into it soon, uh, ever since Metal Gear Solid 4 onward, the running joke is that Metal Gear Solid 4 explains most of things with the explanation that it's nano machines. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of the, okay. that's like the meme joke about Metal Gear. It's like, oh, crazy bat shit thing happened that we can't explain. Yeah. It's nanomachines. Is Metal Gear the reason that people in general are so afraid of nanomachines? I don't know, maybe. Has it permeated our culture? I don't know, they might. It's mm. interesting. Okay, so it's nanomachines. Is that why they can photosynthesize and communicate with nature and shit? I believe that in, so Metal Gear Solid Five takes place in 1984? 1983? Are you serious? 1984, yeah. Um, so I think the explanation is that the parasite... There's, it's a, so they claim it's a parasite like, right. that was created. A hyper-cool parasite. Yeah. yeah. Um, this Joe-cool parasite. Yeah. Um, I think kind of the in-game explanation is that it's that that inspires the technology to create the nanomachines. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Metal Gear Solid 1 play, takes place in, I believe, man, fuck, I should have had notes. Uh, <laughs> so the game came out in 98. Yeah. But I think the game's supposed to take place in like 2001, 2002. Okay. Um, and then Metal Gear Solid 2 takes place in 2009, mm-hmm. I think, or 2006 and 2009. And then Metal Gear Solid 3 takes place in 1964. Right. And then Metal Gear Solid 4 takes place in like 2020 or something. Okay. And then five takes place in 1979, and then 1984. Okay. Yeah, 1978, and then 1984. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of all over the place. So yeah, the only stuff that I know about the game are for from like what I've read about Metal Gear Solid Five, mm-hmm. like which is not a lot because like I just don't have time. Um, and like uh, <laughs> Ego Raptors, Metal Gear, awesome. <laughs> like that's my primary source of knowledge about the Metal Gear series is straight from that. So I know there's stealth. I know there's, there's exclamation points and like that boom sound when you get spotted. Like uh-huh. I'm a big fan of that sound effect. Um, and boxes. Yes, boxes are a big thing. Yes, actually, um, boxes were almost not in Metal Gear Solid Five. How could they get rid of the the mascot of the series? I don't know. It's um, up. Yeah, apparently, uh, a lot of fans being pissed off is why there are boxes back in Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> There's also a horse that shits. In, yeah, it's pretty wonderful. Yeah, and a lot of Assassin's Creed jokes. Yeah, why is there like a rivalry with? I don't know. Maybe I guess because they're like they're both kind of stealthy. Yeah, in open world. I wouldn't consider Assassin's Creed to be stealthy anymore. Yeah, it's true. It's like I think the last one I played was um Brotherhood. <laughs> no, was it Revelations? Revelations where it like yeah. ties up the story or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that was the last one I played. And I remember that one being kind of stealthy. Yeah, that one was kind of stealthy and then like Assassin's Creed 3 and like moving on it just like got like very like mm. action running and like stabbing. Nice. Like it's harder to play it stealthily. But, you well, know. I mean, Metal Gear is pretty hard to play stealthy, too. Is it? Yeah, most people just kind of run and gun through it. But that's not the way you're supposed to play it. No. Right, you're supposed to play it stealthily. Yeah, te- te- you're, like a, you're like a covert ops dude, right? Yeah, technically the way that you're supposed to play it is you're not supposed to kill anybody. Okay, is that possible? Yeah, that's how you get like the best ranking in the game, is no to shit. Like, not kill anybody. And, well, I mean, obviously you have to fight bosses, and they have to die for plot reasons. Right. But you're, those die, I, don't, I don't think those count towards your like, kill rating. Is Solid Snake immortal? Solid Snake's a clone. 
What? Did you know that? No, I, I, so, I don't... I'm, like, afraid to say things because I don't... Like, am I going to spoil things for, like, listeners if I talk about... We're almost... We well, So, we've talked about Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. Okay. And a lot of the side games. Okay. So, there's really not much that hasn't been spoiled except for 4 and 5 content. Right. And it's, like, kind of nebulous. Yeah. And most people who are listening to the show have already played 5. Okay. So, so like, I would assume. So, like, Big Boss mm-hmm. is Solid Snake. Big Boss is... OG Solid Snake. And you play as Big Boss in 5? Yeah, you play as Big Boss in 3, Peace Walker, and 5. Okay. And Portable Ops. So Solid Snake is a clone of Big Boss. Yes. And Liquid Snake is a clone of Big Boss. And Solidus Snake is also a clone of Big Boss. Are there are there clones of like Solid Snake? Like, Are there dumb like dummy clones that like spun off of other clones? No. Um, so all of the soldiers in Metal Gear Solid 1 technically have some of the same genes as Solid Snake, because they're all, like, experimental genome soldiers. Okay. But Solid Snake's, like, a full-blown clone. Right. And then there aren't any clones of Solid Snake. Interesting. Did they try to clone Solid Snake? No. Like, was there ever, like, a plot where they had to capture Solid Snake and... Okay, so why... Well, that's interesting to me, though. Because if you think about it, so they cloned Big Boss in, like, the late 60s. Right. Actually, I think it was 1972 they cloned him. If they're able to clone a human being successfully in 1972, it's yeah. weird that it doesn't happen any at any other point in the series. Right. So that raises an interesting question. Yeah. Well, that's what it means. Because, yeah. like... I mean, if he's, like, this ultimate badass soldier, you would right. think more people would want clones of Solid Snake. Right. Or you would think that, like, they would try to, like, clone Solid Snake and realize that, like, since he's a clone, like, his genes are imperfect and it just creates these fucking abominations. That would be Solid Snake versus Zombie Snake. <laughs> exactly. would be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm into that. That's great. Yeah. So, since that didn't happen, I mean, I, I guess I guess they can keep that if they want. They can yeah, add it to, like, a pachinko machine. You can have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, they did a... Well, no, Sega did it. I was going to say, there's a Yakuza 1, 2, 3, and 4, but then there's a Yakuza of the Dead, <laughs> and it's just amazing. like a zombie spinoff. So does... This is like more on like the meta level, I guess. Does Kojima still own like the IP, or is it a Konami IP? It's Konami. Okay, so like Kojima can't do anything Yeah, he literally with it can't do anything with it. Wow, that's... Though there's that's... a hidden exclamation point in the mascot of his new company, oh, yeah. which I thought was funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. I remember there was like one game where like the... Wasn't there, like, an Easter egg where you had to, like, find these, like, data shards and it would, like, spell out a message of, like, fuck Konami or some shit? Uh, in like, four? Uh, well, actually, in Ground Zeroes, there's a um, unlockable mission that's called Deja Vu. Yeah. Um, and you go around kind of recreating scenes from older games mm-hmm. using the environment. Okay. And you can find little hidden logos yeah. of all the games. Yeah, yeah, And if you look at them and you call Miller and talk to him... Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a non-Kojima-directed game, he'll say, oh, that doesn't count. Or like he'll say, like, oh, that, that was garbage or something like ridiculous. <laughs> um, but then if you find the logos for the games that Kojima directed, and this is curious because yeah. this is like two years before Kojima left Konami. Sure. Um, if you look at the logos of the games Kojima directed, Miller will say something like, they can, er- they can erase the name but they can't erase the memory and then the logo will like disappear so that's interesting let me pose something to you what are the chances that kojima right now isn't kojima and he's a clone of the og kojima right what where's the actual kojima i don't know that's a good he's question chained up in the basement in konami he could be because i mean you can't you can't erase the memory like maybe that's his sure. cry for help like the new clone still has his memory so the new clone thinks that he's kojima 
Can the clone Kojima be called Clone Jima? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Hideo Clone Jima? Yeah. Oh my god, that means Norman Reedus is in danger. <laughs> we need to save Norman. Norman Reedus is not actually friends with Kojima. He's friends with Clone Jima. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Clorman Reedus. Clorman Reedus. <laughs> Because I mean, if if Konami's as nefarious as they seem to be, I, I could see them pulling a pulling a big boss on Kojima. Maybe they're like secret invasioning all of these big yeah. big name people. So Guillermo del Toro is actually slowly getting replaced by Guillermo Clone del Toro. <laughs> that's a good one. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean that's possible. Um, PT, please try to help me. <laughs> so what? Um, so what's so, like, Metal Gear, mm-hmm. like, that's a thing. Like, it's a robot or something, Yeah, right? it's the big-ass, like, robot thing. Right. And then, like, the solid part is in reference to Solid Snake. Yeah, so so originally it was just called Metal Gear. Right. There's two games called Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2. Yeah. And then when it came out on the PlayStation, it had been, like, over a decade. Okay. Bef- like, since there was another Metal Gear game. Right. And it was called Metal Gear Solid. Okay. And the explanation internally mm-hmm. is that Hideo Kojima was like, it was entering 3D... <laughs> and we were, like, creating solid objects. Right. So it's, like, both, it's, like, Solid Snake yeah. and a playoff of, like, entering 3D. Are the are the first two games, like, isometric top-down games? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were, um, so they were released on the MSX, which is a Microsoft system that was only in Japan. Yeah. Um, so the MSX and the MSX2 mm-hmm. got Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2. Um, and then in America, we got Metal Gear for the NES, but it's mm. a very different version of that game. Interesting. So the plot is completely different. Yeah. Huh. And then there was a game that came out just in the United States and Europe called Snake's Revenge. Okay. Which was a sequel, quote unquote, to Metal Gear. Right. Um, that's not canon. And it, okay. it plays like a Contra game. It's oh, like a no top shit. down shooter. Okay. It's weird. That is very strange. Yeah, and a different team made it. Sure. So let me pose this to you. Um, so, James, you're 21. Is that right? Yeah. So, Hideo Kojima. Primarily by himself and with a small team of people, made Metal Gear One when he was 21 years old. Oh shit! So I'm. So you're you? saying I'm, I'm you falling behind? Is what you're getting at? Step it up, dude. Man, you're gonna die. I, uh, I always hate that because like I always see like I get mad when I see like famous musicians that are like 18 and I'm like, mm-hmm. could have been me, mm-hmm. except I'm not talented, <laughs> so it couldn't have been. It's just practice, man. Practice yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. Painters didn't wake up knowing how to paint. They just painted a lot. That's true. Yeah, that's a Macklemore quote. You can keep that one. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Um, I will say, so between Metal Gear 1 and Metal Gear 2, apparently Kojima did... So he worked on a bunch of bullshit games at Konami um, before, and then they said, hey, do you want to take over? And so the whole idea was they wanted to make a crazy action-packed shoot-em-up on the MSX. Okay. Um, and for whatever reason, due to hardware limitations, they just couldn't make it happen. So mm-hmm. they kind of like abandoned the project. But they mm-hmm. were like, hey, Kojima, do you want to do this? And Kojima was like, well, since we can't, due to hardware limitations, do like a shoot 'em up action y, like run and gun game. Right. Because every time you change screens, it would like refresh everything. Okay. Uh, Kojima was like, why don't we just make like a hide and seek game? Mm hmm. And uh, I think that technically Metal Gear was like the first stealth action game really? ever. Yeah. And Kojima's uh, always talked about how he's a pacifist and like very anti-military. Sure. So he wanted to make a game where you didn't uh, actually have to engage in combat. Right. And so he made this like hide-and-seek game. But anyway, after the game came out, I don't think he was doing anything for like two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently some guy from Konami on a train 
saw Kojima and said, hey, are you ever going to make a second game? I love Metal Gear 1. Oh my god. And apparently Kojima decided to start writing the plot for Metal Gear 2 on a napkin on the train that night. Wow. Did it have to be on a train because people at Konami aren't allowed to talk to one another at work? Probably. Yeah. So, is there like... Is it like a... Like, so like 5, like Mm -hmm. the newest one. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it still... Can you still go through it without killing anybody? Yeah, technically. So you can get um. Well, in a cutscene, somebody does literally get like fucking shotgun to pieces. Sure, so probably not. But sure. um, technically, you, the player, yeah. can get through the whole game just like putting people to sleep instead of killing okay. people. And does that still like contribute to like a better ranking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you get bonus points for not killing. People. It's interesting because it, it seems like mechanics that like people want to like hold on to like that end up getting phased out the further we get, just because like people want to kill things i don't know because i agree with like on the uh the kojima route like i like to play games as a pacifist too like whenever i'm doing like any sort of like rpg or anything like that like i always like try to up my charisma because i want to talk my way out of everything Mm -hmm. and like in stealth games i try to avoid people like um playing dishonored i try to like do the whole like ghost thing right away where like nobody even sees you Mm -hmm. so i totally get that that's pretty cool it's fun it seems like a weird fucking universe that he built though yeah it's weird i feel like as it I don't know. It's one of those weird things where, like, I think it kind of starts with that guy on the train that was like, we love what you did. Can you do it again? Yeah. I think dude just kind of built this, and especially having worked on Metal Gear 1 with such a small team, Mm -hmm. I feel like he kind of got away with doing whatever the fuck he wanted. Sure. And then it was successful, and so Konami, instead of anybody saying, like, hey, bend to Mm -hmm. these guidelines. Right. I think it's just been increasingly weirder and weirder because it's just like kind of one dude who's yeah. just kind of like, I want to fucking do this. We're going to do it. And yeah. Like, okay. I mean, I'm sure there's a team of people, but like, I feel like, do you think Kojima is the most recognizable game director name? Um, Can you think of another that yeah. like a common person would recognize? Yeah. I mean, like as far as just like strictly game development, I would say, yeah. Cause I mean, the only other person that comes, comes to mind is like major Nelson, but he's involved in so many other things besides game development. Does that, he actually like, develop games? I thought he was just like a PR guy. Um, I thought he helped on development for gears. Maybe, maybe, or no, that's, that's Cliffy B. Yeah. Um, well, and Cliffy B I think is familiar to yeah. people in gaming, yeah. but I feel like Hideo Kojima, like, People know that name. Yeah. Um, And it's weird to me that he's kind of the only one. Yeah. He's um, like a film director for games. Because, like, even his name appears on the box art where, like, directed by so-and-so would be. That's true. Yeah. I I mean, I I guess you're right there. Because, I mean, even, like, other ones that you think... Because I'm trying to think of, like, games that, like, have, like, a lot of lore, like Metal Gear does. And something in, like... Um, like the Ken Levines and like the Todd Howards, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say that they're recognizable to like the common person. Whereas like Kojima, people would be like, "Oh, I've heard that," yeah, or like I've seen that. Somewhere. Well, and you wouldn't see like a Ken Levine joint, right. like under Bioshock, right? Exactly. Which is interesting. So yeah, how the fuck did he get away with that? I wonder. Especially at Konami, where for all intents and purposes, it sounds like that's a fucking concentration yeah. camp. <laughs> yeah. Like to put it to be real, <laughs> is it? Um... Is he? Is it like a, a culture thing? Is it a Japanese culture thing? Like having your name on it? Like no, that at there's all? like I can't. Other than like Suda Fifty One, yeah, I can't. Like Suda Fifty One and like, um, fuck, what's his name? The guy who did Deadly Premonition. Um, yeah, um, Sweary, Sweary mm-hmm. Sixty Five. Yeah, 
those two dudes, like, almost kind of jokingly, like, tongue-in-cheek, mm-hmm. it'll be like a Suda51 game or whatever. Right. Um, and I think gaming people know, um, like, fucking, um, what's his name? I don't know. The Nintendo dude. Uh, um, oh, Mia... Miyamoto. Miyamoto, yeah. Uh, Miyamoto's name comes to mind, but, like, he doesn't... Like, Super Mario Brothers, right. directed by Shigeru Miyamoto. Like, you don't <laughs> see that. It'd be amazing, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, then I, like, having not played... Or even like any... Hironobu Sakaguchi, the guy who did Final Fantasy. Yeah. Like his name's not on any. Like it was on the Blue right. Dragon box art, but it says right. from the makers of Final Fantasy. Yeah. That's super strange because I mean, I, and even looking at like Metal Gear, like I've always thought it seemed like cinema. And I think that was honestly the reason that I was never like, I should go play that game because I always kind of felt like it wasn't a game and it was a piece of like artistic cinema. Yeah. Um, One, it probably helps too that like. In the jump from 2D to 3D, Kojima put a shit ton of effort into making sure I had, like, cinematic yeah. camera angles and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's also kind of a point of notoriety, or uh, infamy. Yeah, so for, like, all cutscenes? Yeah, like, people just lament the amount of cutscenes. Yeah. And then my biggest gripe with 5 is there aren't enough cutscenes. Oh, really? Yeah, like, realistically, yeah. Like, that's my biggest complaint. Well, we, we had a friend that said, like, there there's so little cutscenes that he didn't realize 5 had ended. Oh, yeah. And you just kept aimlessly wandering. Yeah. And is that is that a common thing? Yeah, I th- so 5 and Peace Walker have this weird thing where, like, the game ends, like, several times. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the game will end... And then you can play still, yeah. and then, like, shit will happen, and then the game ends again. Okay. And you can still kind of play after. So you get multiple credit scenes? Oh, dude, in, uh, I'm not even joking, in Metal Gear Solid Five. so you, you played Ground Zeroes. Yeah. So imagine Metal Gear Solid Five is, like, 51 Ground Zeroes-esque missions. Okay. With um, a bunch of side stuff. Okay. Um, every time one of those Ground Zeroes-esque missions starts and finishes, yeah. there is a credit sequence. What? Every single time. So you will <laughs> see the... I don't know. Can you skip them? Well, and it's actually super frustrating because, like, so there's, a, like, a hub, like, a main base yeah. that you are on. It's where your dog lives. Yeah, and you, and you, know can, things. you can go... Um, you can go into the field to do missions. Yeah. Well, every time you go into the field, it does this, like... And it's, like, Big Boss and the helicopter getting ready. Right. And, like, as it's taking you to the location, it'll say... Uh, mission 17, fight the killer robots. And then it'll say, like, featuring Big Boss, <laughs> uh, Revolver Ocelot. But no, it fucking sucks because it will give away twists that happen in the mission really? where it'll say, also featuring this guy who you haven't seen yet. And oh you're like, God. what the fuck? Why would you say that? And then it's, like, written by <laughs> these people. Like, it does, like, the kind of almost, like, movie credit yeah. opening stuff. And then when you beat the mission, there'll be, like, a cutscene or something. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, all right, cool. And it'll say, like, you unlocked this stuff and your fucking right. points went up. Right. But then at the end of that, it goes... And it's like directed by Hideo Kojima, like, and then it like goes through like a full credit oh my sequence. God. It's insane. It's I think it's fucking over the top. Now, now I know where Sonic and the Black Knight got their style from. Yeah, got it from Kojima. Well, and on so, top of that, I think they treat each mission almost as like its own quote yeah. unquote like episode. So right. it's like episodic, but not right. So I'm glad you brought up the base because I had a question about that. Mm-hmm. So is Big Boss? with his base just, like, capturing and indoctrinating soldiers. Yeah, that's pretty much what's been happening. Yeah. And it's in a couple games, so Portable Ops is where it started, this okay. mechanic. Peace Walker is almost identical to MGS5, okay. the way you recruit people. Yeah. 
And then Metal Gear Solid Five continues the trend. So, like, you straight up knock people out, tie them to a balloon, <laughs> send them to your base, and then they get tortured <laughs> until they decide to work with you. <laughs> the greatest method of transportation yeah. is well, tying so a balloon to somebody. We didn't mention this. So Solid Snake is a clone of Big Boss. Right. I don't think I told you. So Big Boss is the primary antagonist of the Metal Gear series. What? Yeah. But, but you are... What? So in Metal Gear 1 and 2, yeah. the final boss is Big Boss, and you... Snake kills him in Metal Gear 2. And then... What? Something... <laughs> and then, like, in every game after that, it's usually something that to do with Big Boss is what the problem is. Huh. So it's almost like uh, you play as Darth Vader for half of the games, yeah. and then Luke Skywalker for the other half. That's amazing. It's weird. So, I mean... So, like, we're playing as him becoming the bad guy, if that right. makes sense. So he doesn't start out as a bad guy. No, 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 Okay. No. But, so is it like a, like, ends justify the means type of, like, transition to bad guy, or does he just, like, get corrupt? It's up to you to decide, James. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. We have time for one more question. What, what question you got for me, James? Oh, man, that's... You put me on the spot with that. The ultimate... The ultimate question. Um... What? This is hard. Yeah, one more. Um, or it could be two quick ones. What is the purpose of the what? What's like the ultimate purpose of like all the nanotechnology? Like, is somebody trying to like corrupt the world with it? That's actually a really good transition into our season four or episode or Metal Gear Solid Four season. Yeah, I got you. Um. So essentially from so Metal Gear Solid 2 is a prequel to 4. 4 is like a direct sequel to 2. Um 2 sets the stage for like information control being like the biggest baddest thing sure. you can do. Right. Um and then 4 is all about how information control can essentially drive somebody to take over the world. Okay. So nanomachines become like a resource in that information right. control. Okay. So yeah, they are kind of part of right. the big the big conspiracy. Right. So really Metal Gear is just like laying out the groundwork for our actual world and the yeah. things that we're afraid of. So Deus Ex and Metal Gear yeah. are both kind of like up their own asses the same amount when it right. comes to conspiracy stuff. Right. So if you dig that kind of like tongue in cheek, yeah. oh this conspiracy is actually what's really happening yeah. kind of writing, then both of those games are kind of in the same vein. You're making me really want to go check out this Metal Gear thing. Good. It doesn't have the RPG elements that Deus Ex has, but sure. it's fun. But still, I mean, I, I I like the gameplay mechanics. So, like, I enjoyed um, Ground Zeroes a lot. I just got mad at it. <laughs> nice, James. You got any uh, final words before we shut it down? Um, thank you for having me, and uh, you know, people can direct their hate mail to St. Louis, Missouri. I live inside the Arch, so hit me up there. Very nice. Um, yeah, so that's been the show. If you enjoy it, you can check out other shows like it at geekti.me or search Geek Time Network. Excuse me, in iTunes. Um, we're also on SoundCloud.com slash the Geek Time Network, or excuse me, slash Geek Time Network. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. All is Geek Time Network. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at AC Summerfield. James, where can people hit you? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at James Reichmuth. How do you spell Reichmuth? That's R E I C H M U T H. Very nice. My name is A L E S S I O, and you can check me out at Alessio at geekti.me if you want to send me emails. We are still accepting responses for Portable Ops or the original Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear 2, or 
Snake's Revenge. Um, and yeah, uh, next week I will have Isaac, Sam, and Cameron, and myself, and we'll all be talking about Metal Gear 1 for the MSX, uh, specifically the HD uh, port that was included with Metal Gear Solid 3 in the HD collection. Um, anyway, that's pretty much been our show. James, would you like the honor? This is the first time you've been on Metal Gear Mondays. Yeah, would you sure. like the honor? We typically close the show okay. by reminding the listeners yeah. that it's just a thing. It's a quote. Uh, it's a quote it's, from the original Metal Gear. It's just, it's just, just a box. It is just a box. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. Have a good night. <laughs> just a box.